Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we bring you the best actionable advice to help you grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Steich and with me is Luke Acri. Hello, everyone. I am aggressive today. Aggressive Luke. That's what I told people before I came on. If you guys watch our lives, that's what I told them on Facebook. I said, I'm going to be aggressive today. We're talking about KPIs. Anyways, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> today, we have a returning favorite on the podcast, our director of sales, Nick Bianco. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. Favorite. Oh, hi. A returning favorite. Oh, yeah, right. returning favorite. We've had you on like three times. I'm hold like up to third that, time. too. So we have Nick on today to help us cover how to implement sales KPIs into your business. If you are a service-based sales professional, you are running a business whether you realize it or not. You are not working for a company, you are working for yourself with your own expenses, your own risks, and most excitingly for most of us, your own profits. But in order to run an effective and profitable business, you have to know what your KPIs or key performance indicators are. So today, we're going to go over what to track, how to track, and how to ultimately tie that back into predictable and scalable growth. Predictable, scalable. I said I was aggressive today. I got to explain this to everybody who's just listening to the <laughs> audio of this because we were doing Facebook Live and I explained it there. But I just signed our payroll. So every two weeks we do payroll here. So you guys are running businesses yourself who are listening to this most likely. Now your business might be a little different than mine. It might be just a couple people, you and a team member. But there is nothing like signing payroll that reminds you of I mean, that is the ultimate KPI. The ultimate KPI is that check that you write every two weeks to whether it's your employees or yourself or whatever it is. And, and how do you end up getting that to where you, you not only can pay that payroll, but you can go above and beyond so you can make your money. And that's ultimately why you do KPIs. You know, we, we decided to do this podcast and as we were talking before we came on one of our main driving forces right is to try to give you guys free information and information that we've learned ourselves or that we've learned in working with different you know business professionals whether it's real estate agents financial advisors but one of the main things we hear all the time and I heard it literally today I talked to one of my employees right now so shout out to him he was a real estate agent but he failed at it so he was one of the 87 percent that failed before he came to us and one of the things he said in the conversation today when we were talking about Reminder Media and our plans for the future, and, and you know he's super excited and I'm super excited, but he was saying that the hardest thing for him is when, he, when his feet hit the floor in the morning as a real estate agent, he did not know what to do. Yeah. He literally had no idea how to direct his day and what to do with his day. And maybe you find yourself in that same position. You're waking up today and you, you're you working, I mean, you're working your ass off, for lack of a better word, but you're not doing it, like you're, you're in this like conflicted state where you don't know if you're doing the right thing. You feel like you're working so hard, but you're literally, you get home at night and you don't feel satisfied. That ultimately is what KPIs are supposed to solve for your business. They're supposed to be that guiding light that when you sat down and you said, I have this payroll that comes in every two weeks, I'm going to build my, my KPIs off of that payroll. Now that payroll, let's make it positive. It's not, it shouldn't be stuff going out. It should be, what's the net profit I want to see for myself every month as a business owner. And then you build KPIs to help you get to that I mean, net profit. It sounds corny, but it's, it's it's an investment. You're Correct. basically paying into your investment after Correct. the fact, after the work has been done at the yep. end of that pay period. But we have a realtor that we work with a lot who we'll have on the podcast, Leonard Schiffman. He yes. always describes it as your most dollar productive activities of the day. Yes, and the really revenue generating activities. What's generating revenue? Where are your efforts going? And in order to find out what the most dollar productive is, this is where you really have to start getting and dig down into what we're so passionate about, which is tracking 
and knowing where that's coming from and then all of the different points in your sales funnel or in your process of turning someone from an unknown contact into a client with your business. Correct. Well, what's interesting is I think in business is I think one of the things, and this is in life in general, one of the things we do all the time is we try to make excuses and complicate things so we we have an excuse an of why we did not complete yeah. it. Right. it. It's amazing yeah. to me. Like one of the reasons why you don't have KPIs for your business is because you don't want to put down on paper what you have to do every single it's day. Because once you put it down on paper, paper, now you have to do it. Yep. And so it's it's amazing to me, even in my own like my own life, how it's like I think of some of our failures over this past year, and it's like you make the excuse that it's too complicated. I'm not what sure was what the to do. Analogy with the wide receiver. You were just talking yeah, about this earlier. The wide today. receiver. Yeah, oh. this is the son. This is what I told you, and <laughs> I told Nick in our one on one. I said, "This is where I'm getting to in my life. Is that what oh, happens to me? Yeah, is you have your wide receiver in your team. So let's say you're the quarterback. You have your wide receiver, and he's going out, and when he cuts in, right, the the, the defensive player grabs his jersey. You see it. The ref doesn't see it. He doesn't catch the ball and so now you're here and you lost a down what I used to do as the quarterback is I used to go hey it's okay the guy grabbed your jersey I saw that minute instead of going no no, no. you you didn't catch the ball you, you weren't there at the right time, right place, and we lost. That was an L. We got a loss on that play. It doesn't matter if he grabbed your jersey or not. And it's literally that just looking at and not making excuses for yourself and going, people are going to grab your jersey in life. Things are going to be complicated in your life. And I told, you know, Sean today, who's the guy who was a past real estate agent that failed, is I told him the main reason why people fail ultimately is because I said lazy, but it's really because they give up. Because there's there's an enormous amount of free information out there. There's an enormous amount of opportunity out there. But the reason why we fail is ultimately, I don't want to say just lazy because people work really hard. It's mainly because you give up. Grant Cardone interviewed an entrepreneur, and I know we're getting a little tangential here, but he interviewed an entrepreneur, uh, lady that's built a big business, and she said the one thing, this really stood out to me. She said the one difference between me and the other people is she said, I'm not smarter than people. I'm not a better salesperson. When people told me no, I did not listen. Mm. She said, it's the only difference is that when people told me no and stuff, I did not listen. And I don't know how we got there off the No, KPIs, but KPIs, but here, that, I'll bring you back. Yeah, I'll bring you back. back. I told you but I'd bounce that, you out. I mean, that literally so is bounce you out. Like, <laughs> So KPIs, plain and simple, are key performance indicators. It's an indication of your performance. And so the th- the cool thing about them is they're objective. It's black and white. It's you're doing well, mm-hmm. you're not. So for all the salespeople out there, all the entrepreneurs, for us, the way we know our business is doing well at the end of the day is revenue. Yep. What's profit? It's true. Profit. Are we more profitable this year than we were last year? And then there's a bunch of other things that go into that. But to your point of the laziness or the tugging on the jersey is, I think for us, we've got over 100 reps on the phone, which means we've got like 400 personalities to deal with yeah. every single day. I mean, every single one. I like one that has you like quadruple six that. We got 100 ones. reps, so they have, have 400 different personalities. personalities. <laughs> so once you start getting into the minutia and the, and the microscopic detail level, you lose sight of the, 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 the top level stuff, which is how yep. are we doing as a business? And KPIs, I think, keep you grounded. So whatever your business in, the reason that that, that person that failed, that, that Sean failed is, mm-hmm. what was he doing every day? What was his goal? His goal is revenue. What are the things that you're going to measure to know whether you're getting to revenue, whether you're running a successful business or not? And so for, for everybody out there, start at the top. 
right? What do you need to do today to get to tomorrow? Yep. If you don't do this today, you would grade yourself an F in the failure column right here. So work working backwards is it's enormous. The, it's the reverse engineering. Right. It's the, it's the same starting, thing we talked about with marketing budget. Oh, I think the point you just made is a phenomenal point of thank you. One of thank the you. yeah, yeah. Appreciate <laughs> it. one of the problems with sales out there when you're leading a sales team. If you guys are leading a sales team, is you let the intangibles a lot of time right. dictate your day instead of the KPIs. I know yeah. you and, and I so much. We, we, you you lead with your heart so much. Yeah. We have we have reps that have been with us for six years, and you. You know the families and their stories and you feel for them. Yep. And then on paper, you might look at it and go, no, you're for us inside sales. Your phone time isn't where it needs mm -hmm. to be. And you find yourself, you catch yourself. I do it today. We're we're going, I was just telling you Josh, we're excuse. auditing our 2019. Are we on pace? Do we need to make adjustments? You find yourself making excuses, you make excuses yeah. for them because you like them. And at the end of the day, business is, yeah, you need relationships. But at the end of the day, business, business, business is, war, is business. business. You need to... and. A nonprofit is the best example, right? A nonprofit at the end of the day has these philanthropic goals in mind, but if they don't get donors, if they don't mm -hmm. bring in those donations, yep. if they're not bringing in money, you can't help anybody. They can't help anybody right there. So, how many donors do you have? How much? How much money is coming in from those donations? What? Who are the multiple donors? How much have they given in a year? There are no excuses. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is plain and simple. And so that's your first with, KPI. And then tying that back into whether you have salespeople or not, it starts at the top. What are the major things that you need to accomplish every day? And I think one of the major things that we've done is we are very good, especially the three of us, me, Josh, and Luke, we go to the detail level. And I think sometimes it hurts us because we lose, <laughs> I really do, like we get into the minutiae and want to figure it out. We do, we like living and in the weeds. And it takes us away from that top level, how are sales right now just overall, what is our revenue per sale, what's happening with existing clients right now. And we start getting into these little tiny things and we lose sight of just the top line level stuff. And so I think for anybody Look, out there making KPIs, start at the very top. Yeah. Start at what is the number one, number two, number three, number five thing that your business cannot run without. Correct. What do you need to do? And then work your way down from that. And right for there. everybody, that's your sales goal. That's, right. your, that's your revenue right. goal. Right. What are you bringing That's your first KPI that you have to measure, that you have to know, like in my brother's business, right, in real estate business, he's trying to do 15 million, right? And so he's trying to hit a revenue goal of 15 million, bring it into his business. That's where it all starts because he knows. Now, ultimately, you that, can do it, off a net. It sounds so simple to say that. Yep. But How so many few people do that. have actually set yep. a revenue goal backwards. for your business? Mm -hmm. Something that you are holding yourself accountable to. You're, you're your brother's accountability partner, yep. basically. You know, yep. So that's someone that he's coming back to consistently to talk about this stuff. Do you have someone like that in your business or in your life that you can, that you can share that with? Because the minute that you share it, yep. like you Somebody said, the minute you put it, it on paper, yep. It's it's real. It's real, and you're either going to hit it or you're going to miss it. For mo for most business owners, it really should be the the net profit. For for what, right. do, what do you want to what do you want to make net? Because you can make fifteen million in. We in would say revenue. GCI for real yeah, estate. GCI or for real any, estate. Any sales really is going to be your gross commission income. Correct, and then from there, now you have to determine like what where's your deal and what's the size of your deal and then how long does it take you to get that deal i call it like the conversion rates basically yeah. or like the so if you're making 15 million in volume like for my brother steven right and his average home, now he has to dictate his average home sale price and we've walked through this before in like your lead conversion rates and stuff like that but now he has to determine okay if, if the average home i set i am selling is i think for him it's like between 180 and 200,000 i'm not sure what it is now 
but let's say it's $200,000. Now he has to figure out, okay, out of $200,000, how many deals do I have to do in order to hit 15 million? So I don't have my phone with me because I gave it to Andrew, our social media do person, quick to take pictures. Come on, you got it. 15 million divided by 200,000, what is that, 20? It's like seven something? No, seven it's not half? seven. Seven and a half, man, this guy's our numbers guy. No, <laughs> it's a good thing you're not our accountant. No, but the point being is now you know. 75. 75. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 75. Seven points. I didn't add the zeros, but I knew half of. So 75 homes. But now he knows like 75 homes. Now he has to figure out okay, what's his conversion rate to get a home sold? What is his conversion rate to sell 75 homes? And now that's his next KPI. So his conversion rate for 75 homes, he now needs to track how many, like what's his lead generation campaign that's going to produce that home sale. So for him, he does a ton of cold calling. He does a ton of door knocking. He does a ton of like Facebook ads and stuff like that. Now he has to decide, okay, what is my conversion rate to get me to that 75 homes? That's his next KPI to track. So for someone like a Steven, right, who's calling on, you know, let's say door knocking, or he's doing the farm, for instance, we were literally just talking about his farm campaign. So he's closed two deals, or he has two deals in the pipeline from his farm. So he's been um, calling on that farm, he's door knocked that farm, and he's been mailing to that farm monthly. So now he knows two, two out of, what are we, nine months in? Yeah, we're nine. No, we're almost 10. 10. We're 10 10 months in now. So now 10 months in, he has two deals from that. So now that now he has some type of benchmark that tells him, whoa, I'm not going to get my 75 deals off of just farming. And that's a way to so he knows now. So if we bring it back to the conversation I had in the beginning with Sean, who was failing in real estate, right? Is now he knows, hey, if I just do farming and I'm keeping this conversion rate, I ain't going to make it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it in the business. It's that simple. That's that powerful. It's so now, powerful farming is not his only avenue, obviously, but the point being is like, it is literally that simple. If your next your KPI should stem off of, here's the net profit I want to make. I want to do 15 million or I want to do 270,000 in GCI. Now I know, okay, I'm going to do farming, but farming every 10 months is only going to produce me two deals. So I need other avenues that are going to get me those deals, cold right. calling, whatever it may be. And that's your next thing you have to track as a, as a KPI is your conversion rate. And as a as um, a business owner and as a sales rep, there's two different ways of looking at it. For us, I would say to your point right there, a real estate person, a real estate agent as an example is don't try and I would make the tip. Don't try and bucket everything together. Don't try and bucket all of these together, right? Your sales goals, my KPIs are different than Josh's. Josh runs our marketing team. I run the sales team. Josh has different KPIs for his team from how, how many opens and clicks do we need? What is our conversion rate for leads? What I'm looking at on my end from the sales perspective is how many leads has Josh supplied to my team? And then what is our win percentage on yep. those leads? So think of it almost like the best way to think about it is break your business down or break your day down. However, you're looking at it, break it down like it's a, a baseball team, right? You have your defense, your offense, and you have then just your pitchers are rolled in. You're looking at different metrics different statistics based on each portion of the business right there. And so don't try and lump everything in. You need to look at the whole picture, I think. I think you can't not look at it all. You have to look at the whole picture, but keep going down deeper. So whenever you went from lead conversion rate all the way to win percentage, you then have to look at 
number of contacts, number of dials in order to get those yep. number of contacts, Correct. number of leads that you need to have dialed per day to hit those contacts that then lead Correct. to appointments yeah. that then convert to a listing if we're going with the real estate example, ultimately to the sale. So yep. continue to go deeper until you can't find a measurable metric anymore. Yep. So whatever that is, whether it's call time. Yep. How many how much time do you have to commit to on the phone each day or, you know, hire a rep or someone to do that for you? How much time do you have to do? How many dials do they have to make? How many people do they have to speak to? Yep. Continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper and then also look at especially if you're managing multiple reps if if in your business, who's having the most success with each type of lead or each type of sales contact, right? So you might have people in your team that are better at FISBOs. You might have people on your team that are better at expired listings. You might have people on your team that excel in certain or, yeah. or just get into a rhythm of doing the same call. So continue to go down as deep as possible in each one of these conversion points in mm -hmm. your funnel. List out top level what your goals are, then get down to the major milestones, the conversion points, and then continue to go deeper inside those conversion points to drill down into metrics. W one thing I will point out is that if, if I was listening to this, I might be thinking to myself, you know, but. <laughs> How do I know what lead source to start in order to set the KPIs? Correct. <laughs> I was literally going to make that point. It's literally just, just literally, you, you can't, like for us, we started with something called Rollinger X, which basically we named it Rollinger X, but it's basically the phone book. We took <clears throat> agents' names offline and started calling them. And, and so we didn't have a choice because that was our lead source. So, so we started calling those lead sources and then started to figure out, well, how, how many calls do we actually have to make to close an agent that we've just taking their name randomly offline and called them. How many calls do we actually make to have to close this person? How long of time does it actually take to close them? And then you start getting some type of formation of a metric system in your mind that goes, okay, well, wow, it's going to take me 100 days to get 10 clients in the, in, in the bucket at this rate. But you got to start somewhere. So even us, we're starting with the phone book. But, but as it grows, it should grow just like our business has grown off a referral. Like, once you call the phone book and you get one deal, then Josh can refer you to that next person and booyah, you got another campaign there. You got referral <laughs> campaigns source. and then you track that campaign. So And you got to say booyah every yeah, time. Got, that booyah. Booyah. Happens. got it. Well, when booyah. you make that big of a discovery, yeah. that is a <laughs> referral. Yeah. But the point being is that if you're listening to this going, well, where do I start? What campaign source do I start with? I mean, you just got to start with what you got. And yeah. here's why you have to do that. Because you should you should constantly be auditing these. I think I think it's something where you should be inspecting these. So for us on that campaign, rolling directs are, to Luke, Luke put it so eloquently, the phone book. No, these are leads that we, I'll soften it up for our reps out there that are listening. Yeah. These, are, these leads are easy leads. That you can don't close have the, a direct purpose right now for why we're calling, right? <laughs> so a little bit softer approach. You said you're going to be, what was aggressive yeah. today, yes. right? But as you look at that, you go, we can't hit our goals doing this. So what do we need to do next? So for us right now, what we're doing is we're auditing our KPIs that we had this year. And I'm sitting in the room right now as three hour meeting this morning with my managers going, are these true? What do the numbers show? Have yep. they shifted? Because two things need to change. Either we need to change the KPI, meaning for whatever reason, something changed and we can't hit it going this route, or our training needs to go up. Our skill level of reps needs to increase so that yes. we can get back to our KPI That's a right great there. Point about KPIs. And now what that shows us is either we got to put more into training, our reps aren't putting the performance in, 
there's not a single rep out there, sales rep, that wants to put the work in, right? I've talked about this with my reps. Naturally, we're just procrastinators. We get an A well, on you the paper, the but we wait till midnight. the easiest way to make the money. Yeah, absolutely. You want the easiest way. But what you've got to believe in is you've got to audit these KPIs so firmly that you know you believe in them more than anything so that when you sit there, whether it's yourself you're sitting with and saying, am I hitting my goals? Am I hitting my KPIs? or you're sitting there with an employee, a sales rep that you're working with, and they're not hitting it, you've got to make sure that you can tell them, no, 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 you're not hitting your numbers, and therefore you're not living up to your potential, you're not yep. hitting the company's goals right now, because at the end of the day, that's really all that matters, otherwise you get back well, to what I think we're talking you're about, getting excuses. In, yeah, you're getting into the third point of the how, like at a high level, so we talked about you, you got your sales revenue, your net revenue you want to hit, then you got to get your conversion rates, your tracking, right, to understand what it's going to take to hit that. Then third, what you're touching on, which I think is extremely important, is your profitability metrics, meaning you mentioned it in terms of training, which I think is extremely valid. Also from the money perspective, meaning like Steven, let's use the farming example. I think we've done two deals out of his farm for the year. Well, well, that's not profitable. I mean, like he's not going to be able to run a whole business off of just farming. So, so it, it becomes self evident. And so from either Steve sucks at, and sorry, Steve, if you're watching this, either he sucks at the farming initiative, right? And he sucks at the phone calls he's making. He's not, he's not good at closing them or that campaign isn't the best campaign, but it's self-evident and it, and it allows you to re sh or shift and evolve. Right. And so your KPI should constantly be telling you, where where <clears throat> am I putting my efforts and should I be putting my efforts Well, here? think about it. I mean, you make the point all the time that we live this we live this life in four quarters. So we're sports analogies. It's football yep. season. We're all Eagles fans here. Go Eagles. No, we're not Eagles fans. Oh, I'm a Redskins right. fan. Well, I cannot let them get away with that. Fan. Come on. But no, fandom? <laughs> think about it. You're, you're working your year just like a football team is in, in four quarters. They start off with the game plan, right? You've got the first 15 plays laid out. Yes. Yep. You're running, the, you're, you're, you're running, then you're passing, then you're setting up the pass with the run and setting up the run with the pass. Yep. Then you you start seeing the defense. You start seeing what they're doing. You start seeing all of these other variables coming at you. So the next quarter you come out and you might shift. Then you hit halftime. You come out yep. after halftime and you switch your game plan. It's the exact same thing. Technologies are changing. Yep. Times change. If you're not looking at these things on a quarterly basis, looking at your 90 days saying, yep. okay, what has happened in the last 90 days? Is what profitable? else is out there in the world that allows me to maximize what I thought was going to work? and then being able to shift. And when you get a Carson Wentz, your standards immediately go up. Your KPIs, the bar on those raises right We won't there. discuss what, the last game, you know. What about kind of looking at, like there's other things, obviously we're talking about the sale, we're talking about the transactions yep. specifically. Um, and in an industry like real estate, you do have that single transaction and granted you can have repeat transactions. So yeah. you kind of know what the value of that client would be. And some of our other industries that we work with, there's a longer, there's a longer uh, trail for that for that value of that client. So other things to look at that you might not be thinking about would be your client lifetime value. Yes. What What is that client worth in the long run? Yep. And a lot of times this is gonna be based on averages, based on the source that you would have mm -hmm. gotten that client from or what type of product or services they're using from you. You've got your retention and churn rates, right? Mm -hmm. So are you losing clients? I know in our financial industry, that's a big thing where we do see, um, you know, you see the transfer of wealth, you mm -hmm. see these uh, opportunities where people then leave their financial advisor um, and then your cost per acquisition, which we talked a little bit about as well. But, you know, those those 
customer client side of things as well, factoring into your profitability. Yeah, ultimately, I mean, your biggest KPI should be if your clients are referring you and if they're staying with you. Because your business, every successful business is, and this is super appropriate because we're celebrating customer service week as we do this uh, podcast, but meaning uh, uh, the most successful companies are obsessed with their customers. They're obsessed with their clients. And so they're measuring themselves hardcore on whether or not their clients continue to use them, if their clients are referring them out. They're, they're measuring themselves hardcore on that. Another one that I think people overlooked often as we're going off on kind of what are other KPIs, I think people overlook their team's morale as a KPI, especially for um, people who are running. We might have people who are listening to this that run sales teams like we do. I think you should be measuring your team's morale. And I think there's some ways to do that. We have done surveys here in the past, but I think there's ways to do that even in just watching kind of you know, the, the different teams against each other yeah. and, and seeing a lot of times what I have found in sales and this a little bit is that balance between the art and the science of sales and that balance of managing people with the intangibles versus managing people strictly with the numbers. Yeah. But it is super, super important that you you measure your team's morale well, every single and month. If you can't, that's a hard thing to measure, but set yourself up where you have a consistent way to check in on that morale. So whether that's a weekly meeting, if you do have a team that's working on it, where you can kind of get an idea of how they're feeling each week. Um, or if you if you don't have a team and you're trying to measure your own morale, don't lose sight of that Are you as happy? well. Take a minute. Are you happy? Are you happy? <laughs> I'm take, happy every day. Well, take some time each week Except payroll day. with yourself because it's, it's hard to kind of block out time and, and use that time just to sit in reflection but just write down like how are you feeling about from your gut the growth and the success of your business and that's something you can track and measure over time and ultimately link back to more measurable things like your sales well, we or sit your other there, correct we, but we sit there in all day long or all every every two weeks an employee knows on our floor they're measured right they're measured in their paycheck they're measured in the numbers they get they sit down sure, a lot yeah. of times with their annual reviews you can also sit down with somebody and and talk to them about their morale. People yeah. don't expect that. They they don't expect that from you. Right. I mean, it would be kind of shocking for one for of the things to go. Hey, how's your morale? One of the things I've learned over time is is whenever you have those conversations, are you sitting down with like on a one on one or something with somebody? Yeah. Always ask the same question first. Like, how's it going this week? But always ask the same question first. So you have some benchmark? You have a consistent yeah. benchmark to measure against. You'll get an yep. eh or good. That's a great, great. interviewing tip, actually, right there. Yeah. I, I never used to do that with interviews, but just um, I ask the exact same question to every candidate. Because if you don't, how can you measure them against What's each other? your baseline? Yeah, there's no, there's no baseline. It's, it's like KPI measuring apples to, to uh, bananas. <laughs> yeah. <Is> that, no. <laughs> No, I think I think the I don't know where you guys are going with that. I don't know apples right and bananas. So I'm just going to hop in the place. I, I think to, you just made a comment, Luke, and mm-hmm. I would say that if you're not doing it, hopefully this this discussion of KPIs gets you thinking about what your KPIs are. But just from my experience, I am fanatical when it comes to numbers, and I think mm-hmm. my biggest flaw is I go too deep. I think that's really one of mine, and I miss a lot of times. Just what are we doing at the high level point of it? Right, is I want to keep digging and digging and digging. Is the best reps that we have 
don't need to be told what their metrics are. Yep. Like, no joke. This, the best reps do not need to sit down in a, in a meeting with any of our team leads or managers and go, here are your KPIs. They know how many calls they're yep, making. They're they are tracking how many credit cards or billing information they have asked for. Yep. They've, they're tracking how many they've got, but how many they've asked for. They're mm-hmm. tracking how many pitches they're getting through. They're tracking how many people are answering the phone for them. So the best sales reps, the best people that, that, that know, the ones that are doing it the best, I should say, they do it naturally. Yep. They don't need to be told. So if you find yourself out there, and I know Sean's getting a lot of airtime today. You're, <laughs> sorry, we Sean. We love what Sean. happens if you talk but to what I'm on saying, the day of a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it is, you should be doing these things naturally. You should want to do these things. You should want to investigate your business. You should be asking the hard questions every single day, whether it's you setting the KPIs or it's somebody on your team setting those KPIs. You should be trying to debunk these, find flaws in them, find ways to audit them, improve them, tweak them, yep. so that you can continue Continue to grow your business and grade the performance of your business and the best people out there naturally do it. They naturally want to know, am I performing well? So do not shy away from that problem. Do not not go to the doctor when you feel sick because you're worried about mm-hmm. the prognosis right there. And the best entrepreneurs, salespeople out there, the best reps that we have, mm-hmm. they do not need to be told what they should be doing. They know what their KPIs are to hit their bottom line. And a rep is only measured one by one thing. Yep. How many deals you're bringing in? How much money are you making It's the right scoreboard. Now? It's the scoreboard. Yeah. It's as simple as what's your scoreboard. You either win or you lose. So I think at the end of the day, what we're saying is if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. You can't improve it. You can't scale it. You can't win. I didn't make that up. Peter Drucker said oh, that. Peter Drucker. <laughs> But that is the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't know who Peter Drucker is, come on. Ah, come on, guys. Welcome. Business. If you liked what you heard the today. The grandfather, here, right? The godfather, the, godfather the grandfather. Yes. If you like what you heard today on Stay Paid, please go on iTunes, give a five-star rating, and make sure to leave a comment. You can also find our podcast in video form in all of our video glory on <laughs> YouTube.com slash Reminder Media. You can see what me, Luke, and Nick look like. At your own risk. At your Look risk. at your own risk. Speak for yourself. <laughs> please, if you like what you heard, please uh, make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, email us at podcast at ReminderMedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can always check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Yes. For this episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike. Nick, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully I'm still a favorite. (laughs) And I'm Luke Aker, guys. And I'm going to close with this. Nick made such a great point that, look, champions measure themselves in everything. If you think of Tom Brady and LeBron James, these guys measure themselves down to the coffee they drink, the amount of hours of sleep they get. Literally everything in their life is measured. And in... Just like you need to be measuring your sales goals to become a champion, you have to measure everything in your life to drive you to success. So I think the action item out of this is put down on paper for yourself what your goal is from a net revenue standpoint. So what is your goal? And then literally reverse engineer out how many sales you need to hit that goal. And then because we're already in October, take your highest sales category as your benchmark to start tracking the conversion rate. So for you, it might be referrals. It might be Zillow leads. It might be, you know, calling the phone book like we started out doing, but then take your high sale and reverse engineer how many calls it took you to get that deal. So you can see what you need to hit that net revenue goal. Remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 